so welcome back to another podcast of all about united in football and this is the var podcast a podcast that many of you have been texting me to do from a long time and this is the podcast that i'm going to talk about whether var is good for football whether it should be taken off completely or whether it just requires amendments and i'm going to talk about how var has been used in the premier league the bundesliga and all the leagues across the world and europe of course so is var a poison for football or is it something that people need to look about and make amendments so that it does justice to football that's what we're going to find out on this podcast var has definitely caused unrest among football fans and has created a lot of controversy with it being called off by many fans for ruining the atmosphere in the stadium and the spirit of the game essentially uh now those who don't know what var is it basically stands for video assistant referee and in my opinion the reason why var was introduced in football uh was because the on field referee uh, misses a lot of important incidents which could have been potential penal uh, potential fouls or some major out uh, match changing outcomes uh, or decisions etc so a referee Sitting in a, re- a room full of television screens can keep communicating with the on-field referee regarding any missed incident or something like that, uh, so that the decisions that could be uh, made by the on-field referee could be more fair and uh, more correct and accurate. That that I would say. Um, so this, what this does essentially is that it gives. the on-field referee uh, to make decisions in a more fearless way knowing that he's in touch with someone who's got a good way of things and stuff like that so i could assume that that's the reason why var has been brought into football and something like that because there've been like a lot of incidents where a referee misses a very very major incident that could have been uh, you know a red card offense or a penalty or something like that that could have absolutely have changed the outcome of the match and the referee missing that is just a crime and i think uh, we are on a, on a fair note can sort of avoid that sort of incidents and it is avoiding that sort of incidents i would say to a fair amount of extent uh, in the way that has that it's been used over leagues in couple of countries you know especially like germany and england and stuff like that but you know the controversy about it can be talked about later so now that the communications between referees traditionally according to the ideology of the var depicts that the final call over any incident on the pitch will lie with the on field referee and a var assistant can only alert the referee regarding any potentially important calls that the referees have missed uh once a referee is communicated by the var official uh that he can essentially go and take a closer look at the incident that has taken place on the screen that's situated on the touch lines essentially and then make a particular call that's how the var should work i mean a, a referee sitting in a room and sort of telling the on field referee that yeah you uh are sort of missing out on a very major incident and you need to go and take a look at it on the screen and the referee uh, takes a look on the screen and makes his own decision stuff like that so so now the problem in the premier league is that this isn't being followed at all and the final call 
of the on-field referee is being officially overruled by the referees and the VAR duties, which to be fair doesn't make real sense considering that the human beings have different opinions over different situations and incidents and I'm pretty sure that many of the decisions that the VAR referee has uh, let's say declares declares a foul uh, wouldn't probably be considered a foul by the on-field referee but probably the FA will oppose this argument by um, saying that um, you know the, the the referees who are overruling the VAR I mean the VAR referees who are overruling the decisions of the on-field referees are uh, strictly uh, considering the norms and the guidelines laid down during the introduction of VAR in the Premier League in this case as I speak. But still, the communication among the refs uh, in the Premier League especially can be termed pathetic in certain incidents as there have been cases where there's been no call um, taken over a, a major handball incident or a red card Um or maybe a goalie stepping out of his line for saving a penalty and loads of other incidents. And this lack of action by the VAR in the Premier League, I'm majorly talking about the Premier League over here, so I'll just touch upon the other leagues over uh, in the later part. Uh, so yeah, uh, so this lack of action by the VAR in the Premier League has raised a lot of questions over its use. And also one of the most cruel and unfair parts of the VAR in the Premier League especially, is the overturning of offsides during goals. Now, let's be very honest. The referees and linesmen are humans after all. And they are relatively less fitter and older than those who are playing the game on the field. I mean, like, yeah, I, I don't know why I make that point, but still. Uh, and, you know, these referees, uh, the linesmen essentially who give offside calls, they have... They have to make calls in real time. And uh, this in real time, I mean... Uh, the f- the football is very fast flowing so they have to make a call during a fast flowing high intensity game so in that case a referee uh, missing out on offside by millimeters is completely possible considering that it's not at all uh, possible by possible for them to judge an offside of a player in real time and also considering that there's a considerable amount of distance between the linesmen and the players linesmen sometimes facing traffic while making offside calls can make the decision very difficult for the linesmen to make because you know how can you just uh, say that a player's hand was like a two millimeters offside standing like a 50 yards apart from the player uh, who's being given offside and stuff like that in real time I mean I'm talking real time and it's very very difficult the referee is in motion and the players are in motion so it's very very hard to give offside calls um, wrong like by millimeters so like that's very harsh so my point is that it's not at all fair to overturn a linesman decision just because uh, it's in the matter of millimeters or micrometers so keeping that in mind that they don't have these uh, slow motion cameras and replays to and and especially the line drawing technologies that the VAR has to decide whether a player is offside or not I'm pretty sure there's there needs to be a fair amount of leeway or criteria in overturning an on-field referee's decision of an offside, even though a certain a people, certain amount of people claim that an offside is an offside, no matter which body part and the distance and stuff like that. But just because as we are, it doesn't mean that you can just, you know, uh, uh, rule out offsides by millimeters, uh, you know, completely, you know, making 
the linesman's decision invalid i would say because i think leave would be fair you know because I'm, some people would say that's what the vr is for i mean uh, you need to get decisions uh, correct on a very 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 accurate scale and maybe the vr is there for that but i think when you're still introducing vr and you know i mean like yeah the argument becomes null and void when you talk about the case of the goal line technology wherein uh the goal can stand or maybe ruled out just with a matter of millimeters and stuff like that but i think uh with the vr i think as long as they include something like the lower half of the body can be uh the criteria for giving an offside uh even by millimeters or micrometers and the upper of the bo- upper half of the body can be considered as a levy or some rule i mean i ca- i can't sit here and make a proper rule a justifiable rule that would serve justice to the introduction of the vr as well as um as well as do justice to the referee's calls uh, being overruled and stuff like that i can't sit here and frame a rule like that so maybe a rule has to be like sort of created or maybe sort of given a leeway um in order to you know sort of make those referees calls more justify I mean, referees calls being overturned uh, more justifiable i mean yeah so that's what i would like to say i mean a criteria like only including a lower half of the body to rule out a call or something like that that would be fair uh, if you get what i'm trying to say now like i sort of dived into the issues of var but to be fair the ratio of the decisions of uh, a var correctly overruling a decision to the wrongly overruled decisions have been pretty decent in the premier league if you consider i mean like i read a stat that um 67% of the var's decisions are uh, being overruled have been correct which is to be fair uh, pretty decent and uh, majorly everywhere uh, wherever var has has been uh, has been implemented the ratio has been pretty positive in terms of uh, giving the correct decision um in the favor of the players and stuff like that um uh, but it's some of the on field incidents that get missed a lot and don't go for vr review is something that's very very uh, questionable in my opinion i mean uh, i can name a whole lot of incidents where you could have said that this should be under vr review because vr ultimately you know uh, it's it's basically a referee who's watching the game on the television telling the on-field referee that uh, you're missing something major here and you need to go and look at that incident and make a make a very important call and i think uh, pretty much everyone agrees that even though we are takes a little much a little bit of time uh, the right the right decision has to be given in order uh, of the fair game to be played and you know some of the incidents like a uh, major fouls or um, you know red card incidents and stuff like that that don't go under the var inspection kind of cause a lot of controversy i mean like uh, many people who were against var i would say that uh, they they made a very good point in pointing out uh, to the fa that when can a decision or an incident go for re- var review what's the criteria for like sort of um you know taking a decision to the var video uh, video assistant referee uh, for reviewing so that the on field referee can be told that uh, something has been missed because because i mean like a, 
off the ball there are a lot of incidents that are happening and uh, the var doesn't just look at them i mean like they focus especially in the premier league i'm talking about especially they focus more upon uh, the the places where the ball's been involved more i mean like the the way the the, the place where the play is being played is a place where the var sort of focuses its decisions uh, more uh, in over, overruling obviously obviously the place where the play is taking place like where the players are passing around the ball and sort of going in for the tackles and stuff like that that's where you know uh, it's more likely that a foul may be committed or, or some incident might take place so um the var actions are seen more over there uh, but some of the on field incidents don't kind of go into var and that sort of causes a lot of uh, controversy uh, but you know uh, when you go through the uh, rules i mean the criteria uh, where uh, the criteria of var how it checks goals and stuff like that you can you know pretty much sum up how it uh, does go so like if you talk about goals in the premier league especially like, like premier league in the var in the premier league if you talk about it uh, all goals that will be scored in the premier league will be checked by var so if a player is just offside by millimeters or centimeters it's going to be ruled out if if it's offside no matter which body part um and you know the var will also check for infringements by the attacking team in the attacking possession phase that led to the goal so like if um basically if uh, a a player of the opposition team uh, commits some sort of an error or some action that leads to an infringement or a disruption in the attacking team's build up play towards that goal that would be actually checked by var and for factual decisions such as offside or the ball being out of play the var will inform the referee who will overturn any award of a goal so like basically uh, the var referee are ruling out goals i think that can be pretty fair because uh, the referee who's on screen he is the one who sees uh the players offside possession you know because he gets the line on the screen and the line basically tells whether the player's body part is offside or not uh, with the accurate amount of distance that he was offside by so um that's again uh, rectified by the var and talking about the handball like for subjective handball decisions uh var can be used to overturn if a clear and obvious error has been identified i mean now this sort of causes a lot of controversy i mean what error you know is considered clear clear and obvious by which referee is something that you know is up for debate in the air because um there are some fouls like if suppose a shoulder push by one of the defenders uh on the attacker then uh, some of the referees think that that's a deliberate push and they think that as a uh, clear and obvious error and they sort of award a penalty or a foul uh, respectively uh, but some some referees think that you have to be a ma- man enough to take up such fouls so they don't award that clear and obvious error and talking about var uh, handball um decisions i think that's very uh you know that's the most controversial part apart from the offside thing uh, with var because i think uh handball is something that 
you know some referees give decisions in the favor of the team sometimes and they don't give uh, that decision to that to that same team in some other incident because like for example um let's say like a few months back when city and liverpool kind of played at anfield uh, so trent alexander arnold or andy robertson was it uh, you know had a contact with the ball inside uh, their own box uh, while manchester city were attacking and uh, the referee did not give the handball um because i think uh, the one of the referees who was working with the vr team kind of uh, came out and said that uh, probably the player was in his natural motion and uh, in that incident when if the player touches the ball with his hand we don't consider that as a clear and obvious error which to be fair doesn't look uh, correct when you actually see the way uh, the ball actually uh touches alexander arnold's hand uh and that build up to that goal and stuff like that so uh, so handball something that you know is given sometimes ridiculously uh cheaply and it's not given when it should be given sometimes so like handball something that has to be rectified by var uh, because sometimes you know uh, if 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 the ball properly touches a player's shoulder uh, the referee give that as a handball uh, and you know the same call uh, is not being given as a hand by some other referee which again causes debate because uh, the reason why you know people call in uh, var inconsistent is because uh, they compare incidents i mean like if var decides to give a foul uh, over a particular incident if the same part- uh, similar particular incident uh, similar incident takes place in some other match then um, the the foul is not given and that's where the inconsistency of var comes into the picture but the point over here is that uh, it's not technology altogether it's again human opinion so you can't you can't just expect the same it's same set of referees to you know officiate every single match in the premier league i mean it's 380 games it's mathematically not uh, not mathematically it's humanly not possible to you know sort of make your presence available for 380 games uh, out of which like 10 games uh, take within take place within a weekend uh, in different parts of the country in england and uh, you know multiple games kick off at the same time so it's just not possible so yeah you know i mean it was just, it's not possible for like the same set of referees having the same set of opinions to sort of officiate uh, you know uh, uh vars and the on field duties uh at once so the the difference in the decision making is not down to like the vr technology it's basically the referee's uh, of opinion or decision being different uh you can say that the quality of the referee is poor the officiating is poor it's not premier league quality or premier league standard you can obviously say that i pretty much agree uh with some of the uh, some of the things that uh, uh, the people say regarding to the quality of the premier, uh, premier league referees you know uh, when they don't use the available resources to them uh, to sort of give a correct decision uh, willis being one of the most uh, highest paid referees in world football because premier league obviously is the most revenue generating league in the world apparently so uh it's 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 obvious that uh, you ha- you have to expect referees uh who sort of make 
much more accurate decisions i mean 100% is obviously not possible at least like up to a 75 80% accuracy of decisions um can be sort of made obviously no no uh, no decision in the world is like 100% agreed by everyone i mean like i have seen red card fouls uh being properly given red card by the var uh you know termed as an absolute nonsense and a joke by pundits who say that you know they're not playing kindergarten football it's it's proper professional football and this is something that has to be uh you know excused by the var and shouldn't be waste wasted time at so i've seen a lot of debate about about it and you know as long as opinions of people uh, they're going to be different i mean people's opinions are always going to be different and uh, you know it's never going to be possible that every single person who watches uh, the premier league or football can be on the same page of opinions uh re- with regards to any decision any goal anything it's it's just not possible because people obviously have different opinions and different perspectives of looking at things and they are probably right in their way or maybe they feel that their point is sort of valid in their own way and stuff like that so that that's something that uh can't be done but the most controversial thing if you you know go through the official guidelines mentioned by the var on the premier league website and stuff the final it says that the final decision will remain with the on field referee which was something that i was mentioning at the start of my podcast and the final decision uh, to be honest doesn't lie with the on field referee with the way the var has been used because you know if if a referee um, if a referee decides that the penalty is uh, is awarded and the var var tells him that you know uh, no it's not a penalty then it's basically the referee just indicating the call that he's getting the uh, getting from the var he's just not changing uh, his perspective uh, just by listening to what the referee is saying he's just basically telling what the var referee is telling him to do which is change his decision and that doesn't mean that the final decision is made by the on field referee it's just the call of the on field referee is just calling it out what the var referee is saying i mean like imagine like if 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 referee gives a penalty and the var uh, assistant says to him that i don't see a proper contact over here i don't think it's a penalty so please rule that out so he he'll be like okay the, the var referee isn't seeing uh, a contact so i i think the decision must be overruled and stuff like that so that that's not possible and even like even if suppose the the var referee says that uh, you know there's a clear contact and that's a, that's a clear red card foul uh after looking at a particular incident the on field referee can't go like nam i'm not believing you i've seen it on uh, with my eyes and i was at approximate distance so i i think uh, i i think my decision is right and i'll stick with my decision i don't care about the decision that can't happen as well because that makes the point of vr null and void because ultimately you're wasting time on one side and obviously you're just not uh, you know following the regulations of the var so the 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 point that uh, the premier league says that the final decision will remain uh, with the on field referee just doesn't you know um you know just doesn't sit in well because ultimately it's just like uh, it's just like cricket you know where the third umpire obviously you know cricket cricket it's different because 
uh, the runout calls and stuff like that, and LBW calls have to be made by the umpire. Uh, looking at um, the D- DRS system and uh, the hotspots and the ultra edges and all all the technologies that that are available to the third umpire, and then he sort of tells uh, what the decision is to the uh, on-field umpire. So in cricket, it's different, but in football, when it that sort of a thing happens, it's it's just not correct. I mean, it's it's pretty unfair and. uh decisions can massively go wrong in such case and they have gone wrong in fact so uh you can't just tell about that so about penalties uh, the second thing that uh, the premier league we are talks about is the penalties and it basically says that all penalties awarded in the premier league will automatically be checked by the video assistant referee who will also check the possible penalties not given by the uh on field referee so basically uh if a penalty uh penalty is awarded by the referee um vr will check it uh, i mean like the referee in the on the vr duty will check it if he thinks that the referee has correctly given the penalty he will say that okay you can stick with the decision otherwise uh he'll just say that no you have given the wrong call just make your call uh reverse so that that's fine but the second part of this line you know the vr will also check for possible penalty not given the vr will also possibly uh, check for penalties that were not given by the on field referee now this is the part where uh, you know the controversy comes into the picture because uh, a, a handball uh, deliberate not deliberate handball i mean like a handball where in the hand of the player is in an unnatural position uh, must be given uh, as a penalty and uh, it's been observed in many incidents that um, the hand of a player is not in a proper position and uh, you know it's it's uh, not been like looked over by the var and not even been given by a penalty so like uh, why am i even going to the part that it's been not been given a penalty i mean like when it's not been even examined by the var in uh, several situations so yeah and and a lot of times uh, you know some fouls uh, you know uh, are committed in the box and you know when people look that after the match and uh, think how did that not go under var examination and those sort of there have been a numerous amount of fouls of such manner have also not been checked by the var uh, you know uh, for penalty and stuff like that so the ratio i, I mean like the percentage of calls that the var uh, in this scenario where the referee has not given the penalty but the var just looked over it and uh, gave a possible uh, like awarded a penalty the number of scenarios in this scenario uh, situation have been i think uh, pretty uh, pretty much on the negative side uh, rather than the positive i mean the ratio of the negative is greater than the positive because uh, i i myself have seen uh, many incidents that where i where i uh, looked at the incident in a closer angle and thought that this this should have been looked at uh, looked by the var and probably given a penalty and it was not looked by the var because uh, you know the referee just says play on and you know sometimes the play doesn't stop at all uh, so the referee referee also doesn't even stop uh, the play for the var to intervene and maybe uh, give a sudden penalty and stuff like that doesn't actually happen a lot but i mean i, I mean pretty much people uh, will definitely understand what i'm trying to say here that uh, when the var uh, you know has to check for penalties that were not awarded by the on field referee that's that's where you know there's a lot of controversy uh
caused in my opinion and it also says that for penalties awarded uh the VAR will check for any infringements by the attacking team and the team in the attacking phase that led to the penalty as well as the incident for which the penalty was awarded so yeah basically same some similar thing for the goal goal thing i mean they'll see if the attacking attacking player you know sort of uh, try to dive was there a genuine contact and you know blah 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 all the, all the things that are actually required for uh, a proper case for the VAR to consider that a penalty and stuff like that and also it says for factual decisions such as offside or the ball being out of play in the build up the VAR will inform the referee who will overturn any pe- penalty awarded uh, which i think uh, this sort of a rule break or uh, hasn't taken place i think i mean uh, as far as i know it hasn't uh, so apologies if like i missed a major incident but i don't remember like there was a complete headline making uh, decision that the vr did not give in such a scenario where the like the player was offside but still the referee uh, sort of awards a penalty uh you know that hasn't happened uh till now and it says for subjective penalty decisions such as a foul or uh, or for a handball the vr will look to identify a clear and obvious error pretty much says it all and the referee will explain his decision to vr what he has seen which now again causes a lot of controversy because uh this this i think doesn't um you know uh sum up to what uh, the purpose of the VAR is i mean i can understand what they are trying to say over here uh, because it might happen that the v- referee is not in a very good angle or a position to you know properly say that yes he has seen a contact for awarding that penalty uh, but you know if if the VAR you know as you know think if the VAR actually considers what the referee has seen and still things that they should overturn the decision then the the purpose of the var doesn't serve at all because just just take this for an example like suppose that the referee is in motion i mean he's got about one or two players like in his path or something like that and then he's in motion and then suddenly he sees an incident in the box he thinks there's genuine contact and he awards a penalty but then uh the var uh, referee uh, looks over the incident properly and then he sort of uh, comes to a conclusion that uh, the proper tackle was that uh, not the proper tackle uh, the the incident that has took place uh, was actually pretty fair because the defending player was actually getting the ball fairly and the contact that seemed to the referee as a penalty is nothing more than just an aftermath of the coming together of the players which is completely normal and doesn't you know come into the consideration of awarding penalties and stuff like that but in that scenario the referee thinks that uh, from the angle that i'm seeing i think that he's is uh, probably made a proper contact with the player's body which i think uh, should be given as a penalty um but if the vr thinks uh, that you know the ball's probably been received then i think the decision will be overruled anyway so again uh, as this is again a line that's up in the air because you know when you read the rules of the var uh, you can pretty much agree to like 60 to 70% of it but uh, the more and more you think about the incidents that have taken place and uh, and the the way the the, the var has actually given those decisions in the premier league uh, 
um i think that that's what uh, you know causes debate and again i come to the same point again and again that uh it's it's the opinion of the referees that uh sort of cause all these issues and whether or not the quality of these officials have to be improved is something that uh, the fa has to look at and the quality is again uh is again perception perceptive because uh i can say that many people feel that the not many people i mean like there 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 will be people who think that uh, the referees in the premier league are doing a good job because uh, the reason might be that they might be happy with the way the decisions are going in their team's favor and something like that but obviously there's a vast majority of the public who thinks that you know the, uh, the premier league with with its availability of so much technology and uh revenue at its stake it, it can sort of import referees from foreign or maybe train their local referees in a much better way so that um, their initial decision that they make after what they see can be much more fair and better than what they actually give so that can be sort of debated a lot but i think uh, you know it's something that it will stay stay on forever because ultimately you know the the the, the point one in vr's discussion will be clear that it wouldn't be like 100% accurate you know the the vr in the premier league rules says that itself so uh it wouldn't be 100% accurate uh by any means because there'll be conflicts because it's ultimately not completely technology technology driven it's just like technology assisting a human to make uh, a better view of things to make a decision you know in in or against the favor of the referee that's officiating the game and stuff like that so yeah um so uh, the last part of this uh segment of the vr rules that was given was that uh, if a penalty decision is overturned with no infringement by the attacking team uh play will restart with an uncontested drop ball for the defending team so yeah this is a new rule that uh, came up i think this season uh, wherein you know there won't be drop balls uh, where like both the teams of, of both the sets of players of both teams will you know stand uh, near the referee the referee will drop the ball and whoever gets it gets the possession and stuff like that that's been ruled out and i think uh, this time it's the defending team that will get an uncontested drop ball so that's okay now the red card incidents is something that you know it's it's probably caused a lot of controversy i mean every every bloody rule in vr has caused a lot of controversy in the premier league Uh, and since premier league is the most watched league in the world it's worth talking much more about the vr uh, and its usage in the premier league itself so all red cards awarded in the premier league will automatically be checked by var fair enough uh they do check uh, all the red card incidents not red card incidents red card decisions uh the var will also check possible red card incidents uh, for which on field referee has awarded a yellow card or no no card at all again this uh again should cause a lot of controversy to a lot of people because uh as at the time of recording uh, some some people have watched um the games uh, such as chelsea versus manchester united at the stamford bridge or maybe uh, an arsenal against chelsea at the emirates you know there have been incidents where this rule has been sort of uh 
controversialized because um, you know there was an incident in Chelsea versus Manchester United where uh, Harry Maguire and uh, Michy Batshuayi uh, were actually contesting for a ball. Uh, Harry Maguire tends to clear the ball and then he goes on rolling off the pitch along with Michy Batshuayi and Harry Maguire is in a position of falling and while while he's falling um you know uh he sort of kicks Michibachuai on his body and uh, a similar incident took a place uh where uh, Chelsea were playing Tottenham Hotspur and Son Heung-min uh, sort of kicked Antonio Rudiger on his body and he was sent off for that but Harry Maguire in this case was not even given a card or warning for that which again uh, causes controversy because again uh, this this i think is a classic case of difference in opinions uh, uh despite the the harry maguire incident looked to me a little more uh, violent uh, than the one the son hinman incident looked because the body part involved in both these incidents harry maguire's one was uh, much more um offendable i would say but uh, you know again it's difference in opinion because i think uh, the referee uh, who sort of gave the call on this one thought that uh, it was harry maguire's natural instinct to probably kick out because he thought that michi bachoy was going to fall on him uh, and and in that in that procedure uh, that took place and it was nothing intentional which is why no action was taken against him um so yeah but the vr did check it but there have been incidents where the vr did not uh, check it uh, like some of the incidents where the players are holding each other or pushing each other in uh, you know some certain places which sometimes you know are um, like red card ish offenses and the vr hasn't checked that and you know the, so so even in this case i think vr has sort of uh failed to you know live up to the standards that people might have expected although i'm not being completely critical and harsh and say that uh it it will 100% give away their decisions in the right favor and talking about that jorginho incident that i was selling i think he was uh, booked uh, for an initial yellow card offense but then uh, when he made a second offense uh then he wasn't awarded a yellow card and that wasn't probably checked by the vr whereas uh fans who saw the replay th- uh, on television thought that um uh, it was a yellow card and a second red so that again is the fault of the on field referee because the on field referee thought that uh, which which i think which i completely disagree with because jorginho in that game should have been sent off so uh, i think uh, the referee on the field did not think that it was a second yellow so he didn't allow it so it's the fault of the on field referee and not nothing to do with the var so uh, nothing can be done about it again it's a difference in opinion and uh, pretty much everything in var is difference in opinion uh, which can be termed stupid by some people and can be termed logical uh, reading of the rules uh, by some some others so can't help it uh, then the var will uh, it says that the var will look and identify a clear and obvious error like it does in every case apparently and the on field referee will explain his decision to the var and what he has seen uh, just like he he does in every situa- situation if the evidence provided to the var by the broadcast footage does not accord uh, with what the ve- referee believes he has seen then the var can recommend an overturn so the word recommend is used a lot here but 
the word recommend is actually not implemented because uh, clearly what the referee does is he just clearly overturns the decision that he sort of uh, listens by uh, the the on the VR referee because i think uh, you know this is where i will like get into the later part of the podcast i mean like I, while concluding i will say this but i'll say this now as well uh, that when the referee is communicating with the on field referee the var referee whenever is communicating with the on field referee i think that's that is a sort of a conversation that uh, maybe sometimes the viewers on the television must be able to hear because in cricket it happens again i bring cricket into reference because when the third umpire is communicating with the on field umpire regarding a run out or an lbw or something like that uh, the conversation is heard clearly so any controversial incident can be sort of reported uh, then and there uh, but in in the case of var uh, you know they 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 say in all their segments that the var referee can recommend to the on field referee uh, for an overturn of overturn of decision but uh, the referee uh, the way he just overturns the decision it looks like it's it's been told to him by the var i mean at the start of the podcast i told that uh, the the on field referee just overturns the decision uh, looking uh, just listening to the var uh referee but it could not be the case actually because the var uh referee could actually be telling what the actual fans are telling that this is not a correct decision uh, or this is the correct decision whereas the on field referee thinks that i don't i'm not convinced by what you're telling to me so i'll just stick with my decision or maybe i'm convinced with your decision so i'll just change it or whatever we don't know so i think as as viewers on the television or as commentators sitting in the commentary box uh, or the pundits sitting in um, screens and watching it close by the ground they should all be able to hear what the var uh, officials are communicating to the on field officials so that uh, there could be a clear uh, conclusion of thought that whether it's the on field referee who is uh, you know not considering what the var referee is telling to him or uh, it's it's the var referee himself who's just telling to him and the on field referee is just overturning blindly so we can't tell that unless we uh, sort of listen to the conversation that the referees are having while making a decision so and yeah i, I will add one more point to that uh, during when i conclude uh, the var thing so um so so uh the next thing that it says that uh, for possible red card incidents unseen by the man- match officials the var has a short window to intervene uh which i think uh, pretty much whenever the var intervenes there is a short window so nothing in that uh if the ball is in play var has until the next restart of play now this is something uh, that i've seen a, a sort of uh you know in different sort of incidents in different sort of countries i mean like in germany in the bundesliga i read that an incident happened that uh the the referee uh, had blown a whistle for half time in one a particular match and then suddenly after 2 minutes of half time whistle being blown the referee suddenly calls all the players back to the pitch and awards a penalty to one of the teams because the var uh, you know uh, he saw on the var that uh, a penalty incident took place in the box and that was not awarded so on the alerting of the var referee he uh, called uh, all the players back to the pitch and uh, made that penalty happen so uh, you know and you know the the part where the uh, var should intervene is again something that i mean this incident again is controversial because uh, fans would say that it's too late for that to happen 
but in the premier league even that doesn't happen i mean like there have been incidents uh, which i'm pretty much reading out, out all the rules uh, you know there have been incidents where the vr should be intervening and it doesn't so uh, at least you know you should be respecting the leagues where the vr does intervene um the the on field referees uh, uh, you know play and tells him alerts him about a particular incident and the referee at least changes some decision something like that but in the premier league i don't see that happening i mean uh, the the next restart of the play even when it does happen uh, there's no proper action maybe by the vr referee or maybe the on field referee to sort of call out some action in that decision so again this is again controversial then the ball is out of play uh, vr has until the second restart of the play which i think um i i haven't seen an incident of such kind where a uh, vr has intervened uh, during the second restart of the play uh but for incidents not captured by the match officials or vr the face retrospective disciplinary process remains now uh there have been certain uh, incidents where the uh, on field uh, the, the teams have actually appealed uh, you know red card decisions and stuff like that after uh, the match has taken place and the fa fa says that it has a retrospective disciplinary com- uh, process uh, that can be uh, taken place after the match but again um, i don't think even after the disciplinary process uh, an efficient ban has been reduced or an efficient ban has been imposed on some player or something like that i haven't seen like a disciplinary process been implemented in a very major incident uh that a premier league team has uh, appealed in the uh, uh, to the var and stuff like that so i haven't sort of seen that happen and the last thing that it says that the var will not intervene for an incident where a second yellow card leads to a red card unless the var believes the second yellow card should be upgraded to a red now uh, this rule i mean like they've mentioned in the premier league but i've seen uh, a video in one of the foreign leagues where uh, a referee sort of uh booked uh, a player for a second yellow card and he sent him off because he got the two second yellow card and he was he was just sent off so he was just walking out or out, out of the pitch and then the referee uh after looking at the VAR monitor calls him back and he just straight away gives him a red card so i mean uh i think th- that sort of an incident can happen in the premier league it hasn't happened till now but it can happen but you know as a, as a fan you can sort of say what's the point of all of it but i think it then affects the amount of games the player gets the ban because i think a second yellow card uh, ban a sort of is uh, comparatively less to a direct red card ban uh, you know it depends on the um, the incident that has taken place so i think that sort of an incident hasn't happened in the premier league but uh, you know i can sort of uh, see uh, what that rule uh, wanted to mean and the last main uh, thing that the vr in the premier league assesses is mistaken identity now this came into picture because um, it, there was a match uh, i think in 2000 i think the, it was in the decade in, in the previous decade uh, of 2010 to 20 in the in the between of this decade uh, there was a match between chelsea and arsenal at the samford bridge and i think uh, chelsea were trying to score a goal 
and it was i think uh, kieran gibbs uh, who sort of uh, kieran gibbs or alex oxlade chamberlain even i am confused who was it uh, but one of those two players uh, were just deliberately put their hand to stop a chelsea's goal i mean like a chelsea player had taken a shot at the goal and i think goalkeeper was off his line so i think it was one of kieran gibbs or alex oxlade chamberlain who just put their hand to stop the ball uh, from going into the net and the referee immediately stopped play and there was a huge controversy and the referee ended up sending the wrong player i mean i think it was kieran uh, gibbs who uh, sort of uh, put his hand in between and it was alex oxlade chamberlain who was sent off or maybe it was a reverse but the wrong player was sent off because the referee couldn't differentiate between the hairstyles uh, because the hairstyles were similar to Chamberlain and Kieran Gibbs so the referee just because in the heat of the incident couldn't differentiate between the player and he just sent off the wrong player so i think this rule is pretty fair and i think uh, now with the vr having so many cameras and technologies i don't think this can ever happen again uh, that the that the referee sends off a wrong player because of the mistake and identity thing i think that's pretty fair by the var so these are the main rules that are a set up by the var and i think um, you know i would like just jump on to the conclusion straightly because the var debate can go on forever and i am pretty sure uh, half of the people listening more than half of the people listening to this podcast you know might not can try to get what i'm trying to say and might be thinking what the hell is he on about he, i don't even consider what i'm saying and bullshit like that so fair play like, we've got different opinions and i'm i'm just trying to make my point clear and what i think but in conclusion what i would like to say about the var is that uh in countries like germany because i watch bundesliga more than uh, any other league apart from the premier league and in the leagues like bundesliga i think pretty much uh, the vr is used better than it's been used in the premier league because uh, you know uh, the play is stopped and uh, if an, if an incident takes place a uh, major incident takes place uh, the var uh, var referee alerts the on field referee the play is stopped the referee uh, quietly goes to the uh, the monitor that's placed on the side of the field he looks the incident himself and then he sort of correlates to what he's seen uh, in the live live uh, flow of play and what he's seen on the screen and then he comes up with a decision and he makes the call so vr is just basically alerting the referee and the actual uh, theory of the referee uh, having the final call has been actually followed in the bundesliga i know that this co- uh, this process causes a, de- a lot of delay and it affects the momentum of the play but actually uh, the decisions can be much more fairer if that sort of happened in the premier league i mean every other manager uh, and i've said frank lampard say this a lot of times uh, uh, to the var referees that uh, to the var actually that whenever a foul takes place it's the the duty of the on field referee to go step out uh, to the side field and just look at the incident on the monitor and then make his own call and the uh, var just just should be alerting the referee regarding the incident and the referee should be making his own call that, so that's what essentially should happen and that's what not uh, is happening in the premier league uh but again uh and to the to the point that uh, the the var sort of disrupts the momentum of the uh, of the gameplay that's taking place on the pitch for that um, you know to to 
not leave fans in a very clueless situation and the players in a clueless situation of what's happening with the VAR. I think stadiums which have tele- television screens in the Premier League especially can sort of uh, show the incidents that the VAR is examining uh, on the big screen. And uh, I know uh, Old Trafford and Anfield are exceptions, but at least majority of the stadiums have got it. So fans and the players on the pitch, they can be looking at what the VAR officials are looking at. So they can actually... Um, um, you know, not just stand there and think what's going on. So, I, I, and they can even form their own perceptions looking at that. I know this that might cause chaos, but at least they won't be left clueless. I mean, they'll be seeing what ha- what is happening. It's just like the cricket's uh, rule of showing the run-out replay on the big screen in the stadium. So, at least if the fans will see what's happening, they won't just be sitting and wondering what's going on. So, I think... Although it might cause chaos, but I think if pretty much the if the VAR is sort of trying to make a fair call in the situation, uh, the 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 fans in the stadium, the fans the fans in the stadium uh, won't be sort of left clueless and wondering what's happening, and they can just be involved in what's happening in the VAR thing. And uh, and the people who are sitting at home and watching it on television can act should actually be allowed. Uh, to listen to uh, the conversation between the VAR referee and the on-field referee and uh, the conversations that take, uh, take place between the officials while looking at the incident on the television screen. I think if that pretty much happens, I think uh, a lot of controversy and unfair decisions that have been caused by the VAR can be sort of avoided. And I think it would be um, a, a bit of a step, uh, a bit of a change in, um, you know, approach and you know decision make uh, it, it would be a, a good decision making uh, change in approach uh, in my opinion for the VAR and I think that would actually uh, be supported by a lot of people so like all in all like uh, I think in the Bundesliga it's been pretty fairly used and, uh, and all I mean I still know that it's not perfectly being used but it's pretty fairly being used and in the Premier League, obviously, there is a lot of controversy and I've majorly based my podcast uh, based on the Premier League and its usage of VAR. And yeah, it's pretty much uh, VAR here and there causes controversy in every other country uh, at some point in time. So it's it's ultimately uh, not a, a completely technologically driven uh, thing. It's obviously based on human opinions and difference of opinions can cause a lot of things in VAR. And ultimately, what I would like to say uh, with regards to the Premier League uh, using the VAR is that as far as uh, uh, the VAR is concerned, it needs amendments. I'm pretty sure that people who are just saying that VAR is killing football, it should just it should just be removed, it's, uh, VAR doesn't de- deserve plays in football. I think pretty much if they sit down calmly and think about it, amendments in VAR would be much, much rather be better than you know, completely taking it off. I mean, it, it would not be better. I mean, like, people will agree to amendments rather than its complete discard from uh, the game. And it's not going to be discarded anyway, I'm pretty sure. I mean, amendments are pretty imminently possible, uh, considering the fact that, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, they, the referees and the FAs of all the countries will sit down and review the performance of the VAR uh, throughout the calendar year. And stuff like that, it's going to happen and they'll obviously uh, change the rules and stuff like that. But the amendments that I told, that the on-field referee uh, looking the thing on the monitor and stuff like that. I think if amends, uh, amendments like that actually come into place, I think pretty much we are uh, can be 
a much more less controversy causing thing in Premier League football and obviously football worldwide. So that's my opinion on VAR. Um, you might not be agreeing with it. Might be thinking uh, it's total load of nonsense and stuff like that. But it's fair, fair enough. Uh, I've just had to say my opinion on it. And VAR was one of the podcasts that was being requested by uh, some people like from a long time. So I had to do it. And yeah, it, it was pretty much a very decent and a good podcast to be honest. So that's it from me from this podcast. Hope you uh, enjoyed it. Uh, sorry for again the delay uh, in the upload uh, from my previous podcast to now. Uh, might happen a couple of times, but I'll try my best to sort of keep it regular as much as possible. Make sure you listen to this on major podcasting platforms such as Anchor, Google Podcast, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, um, Castbox, the podcast app, um, and many more. And yep, uh, Binge's Club. Uh, I know it's been like a very, very, very long time since Binge's Club came out. And I think uh, I've, I have to discuss uh, a certain things regarding to uh, the Binges Club uh, with uh, the person that I do with the podcast. So we'll pretty much work out things and uh, come up with uh, what we're going to do with that. And it's hopefully going to be back very, very, very soon. So nothing negative about it. And the next podcast that I'm going to do is a very, very interesting podcast uh, that... I think uh, many people haven't touched about uh, because it's a very uh, interesting and curious case in football that I would be discussing. So stay tuned for that podcast. Hope you listen to this. uh, And thanks for uh, 1,100 views and stuff like that. So uh, that's it from me from this podcast. See you again in the next one. Keep it up all night, 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 night Don't let me down, down, down If a bad girl wouldn't